We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Five seconds. Randall against Gafford. Two seconds. The step back for the win. Got it! Julius Randle knocks it down in the Knicks. Win it over Washington. Jonathan Macker here from a uh, undisclosed location. No, I'm. Uh, so I was driving to Long Island for a play date when the notification came up on my phone that uh, Julius Randle had entered uh, health and safety protocols. Um. Not what I was expecting to see today at all. Um, and I'm still in a little bit of shock just because this is something that we've been talking about for seems like the last few weeks. Um, the notion that like, what would this team look like without Julius Randle? It's funny. I saw Jeremy sent out a tweet a little while ago in which he was like, um, you know, last season it was, where would the Knicks be without Julius Randle? This season, where would the Knicks be without Julius Randle? Um, albeit in completely different context. And, and, you know, last night was, interestingly enough, kind of kind of a breaking point um, in terms of the frustration level with this player and the performance of this player and all of those things. Um, and it's just, it's interesting that this news comes down today. Um there's a lot of questions, and I'm going to get to some of them. But first, let me just say, look, this is still a disease that has caused a lot of people a lot of pain. Um, Andrew Claudio um, has been dealing with this uh, really a, a lot um, on multiple fronts over uh, the last week. He knows, you know, as well as anyone, the the you know, the, the aggravation and the stress and everything else that this could cause. And obviously there are a lot of people out there, you know, who have had some very, very serious loss um, as a result of this. So first and foremost, we hope that Julius Randle and his family are okay, that he's okay, that everybody gets out of this in one piece. 
So I just want to say that right up front, like, put the focus where it should be. That's where the focus should be. We hope Julius and his family are okay. That being out of the way, um, the next thing I'm wondering is, okay, well, I think players are tested every day now. So, you know, Tibbs said after last night's game, Julius was a little nicked up. Um, people may be wondering, like, was this affecting him last night? I mean, if you get tested every day, I'm not sure we we could say that. We don't know. We don't know for sure one way or another. Um, I am not... I am not comfortable putting that performance on the fact that he is now in health and safety protocols. If you want to do that, that's fine, just because that what we saw last night was one game of, of 35 games. And... I'm not saying every one of those 35 games were as bad as last night. I would actually argue probably that none of them were quite as bad as last night. Um, but there were some real stinkers. And there were a hell of a lot more stinkers than good games. You could count the amount of truly good Julius Randle games this season. Probably on one hand. Maybe needing a couple extra fingers. Um, so let's get that out of the way also. Is this good for Julius Randle? Assuming he comes out of this healthy and his family comes out of it healthy... Yes, absolutely. Um, he, there is perhaps no player in the NBA that needed a break more than Julius Randle. You know, I tweeted out some stats today, last night. I included some in my newsletter. Every conceivable metric that you can use to assess a player. I was even looking up some some of his advanced stats this season compared to last year, and it's just like. It doesn't matter what advanced stat you look at. It doesn't any stat, any number, any metric whatsoever that you look at, which assesses Julius Randle in you know this year in his performance. It it paints the same picture. This guy has been a bad basketball player. This guy has not been a helpful basketball player. This guy has has been hurting his team when he's out there. Um, I'm gonna get to the lineup stuff and the rotation question mark and and all all that stuff in a minute. But first, let me just acknowledge something. And this is not going to be something that anyone wants to hear, but I'll, I'll acknowledge it anyway. Um, I, I see a first Super Chat comment, by the way, from WG. This fan base is toxic right now. People are celebrating COVID for Julius. Um, it's, uh, let me read the rest of it. It's disgusting just putting that out there. It's just a game. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to say right up front, like, Let's keep the focus where it should be first and foremost, which is making sure Julius is is okay and his family's okay. At the same time, I would be lying if my first emotion and my first thought when I saw this, actually, no, that's a lie. My first thought when I saw this was like, oh, I hope he's okay. And then immediately after that, my next thought was, man, I'm excited to see what this team looks like for however long he's out. And this could not have come at a better time. So I'd be lying and, and I would be disingenuous if I was like, anyone who's excited about this, is that's just wrong. No, it's, look, we're human beings. I'm a human being. We're all human beings. We're all fans. And anyone who's not, who hasn't at least been wondering what this team would look like without Julius Randle over the, the, the last few weeks and really, quite honestly, for the entire season, like, it's just, it's natural, you know? And I, I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. Maybe other people will. Um, and that's fine. Um, so back to Julius. 
this is going to be the thing that people are probably not going to want to hear, but I'm going to say it anyway. I believe that this is going to be a difficult adjustment because say what you want about how good they've been without Julius on the floor, without Julius on the floor. Um, say how much you want to say, whatever you want to say about what the offense has looked like at times with the ball in Kemba's hands, with the ball in Emmanuel Quickly's hands, with the ball in Alec Burks's hands, when he was healthy, when the, what the ball looked like in Derrick Rose's hands, you want to throw Evan Fournier in there, you throw all these guys in there. Having a player in Julius Randle that you know as a teammate of his that you could just dump it into and like, all right, he's at least going to be able to get a shot off. That's a decent shot. Might not go in. Probably isn't going to go in the way things have been going. But there's a guy who we could dump the ball into and something, he could make something happen. It's probably not going to be a good thing. But every team needs one of those guys, and for better or worse, and obviously it has been for worse, Julius Randle is that player for the Knicks this season. Um, And we could, again, talk about, is he that player because he wants to be that player, because he demands to be that player? All of that stuff is fair game. What I want to just very clearly establish is now they have, now that player is gone. And the notion that, like, Obi Toppin is going to be able to step right into Julius Randle's role and be a better version of Julius Randle or be a more efficient version of Julius Randle, that is complete and utter nonsense. R.J. Barrett, sorry, Rich Boy just brought up that comment. The notion that R.J. Barrett could get a little bit more usage. Um, is in it, All of these things are interesting and exciting thoughts, right? Until it comes time to actually do it, in which case I have a funny feeling that the, the adjustment may be a little bit more difficult than we're anticipating. Um, because Obi Toppin, again, is not that guy. If you look at Obi Toppin for the year, he's been assist in, in terms of percentile across players at his position, how many shots he's been assisted on versus how much self-creation he's done. He's in like the 15th percentile or something. Julius Randle is in like the 80-something percentile. You can't have a, a bigger difference than those two guys. They are going to have to fundamentally change to a certain extent how their offense flows because it's going to have to flow through other people. Um, I'm going to get to a couple super chats real quick before they disappear because I'm on my phone and I don't have Andrew to send them to me. Cassius Clay says, hopefully it's not true and he and his family are fine. And this is really a front office move to get his mind right and see what the team is without him. Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Nice thought, though. Um, my main man, Harry Donert, I'm avoiding Nick's Twitter right now. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't want to see a bunch of people cheering around someone getting COVID. Yeah, completely fair. Completely agree with that. And again, to be 100% clear, we should not be celebrating this. This is not good news. This is perhaps an opportunity to move forward as a basketball team, but nobody should be celebrating the fact that Julius Randle has this thing. Be very clear about that. And then one other comment here from Hannibal Miles. Could be a blessing in disguise for Julius basketball-wise. Now we could see Obi's 36 instead of speculating. Let's see how he handles it. So yeah, that's a perfect transition back to what I was saying before, which is that Obi Toppin can and should play a much bigger role in the offense with Julius Randle out. Not only in terms of minutes, but in terms of usage. He should get a few more opportunities to do some things that he hasn't really gotten the opportunity to do this year. But this is now going to have to be 
a guard-centric offense or a guard-slash-wing-centric offense, and I say slash-wing because um, Evan, um, RJ, and Burks should all get a chance to, to do some damage. But they're going to really, like, I think they're going to have to speed it up. There's going to have to be a lot more ball movement, a lot more player movement. All the stuff that we complain doesn't happen when Julius Randle is in the game. And we blame Julius Randle for, like, this stuff isn't happening and it's not happening because you don't want to play this way. Like, all that stuff needs to happen now. Because guess what? What we're left with now is a team where if you were to rank the top... um, I don't know, 50 players in the league right now in terms of just like the, t- the stuff that we typically rank guys with, which is like, what is your usage versus how efficient you are? How much can you create and how efficiently can you create? The Knicks don't have anyone in the top 50. Um, Kemba Walker, I guess, is the closest to that. And we saw him be, the way he played last week, he was in the top 50. But then we saw how he played the last two games. Um, do you do you put him in the top 50? I don't know. Quickly has moments where, and, and even, but like last night, I thought he played really well. He shot four for 13 from the field. Like, I don't put him in that conversation yet. Alec Burks has been arguably the best player for the Knicks this season from game one until game 35. Is he in that top 50? No, I don't think he is either. Um, They don't have anyone. And if you're going to be an NBA team who goes out there and you don't have one of those guys who is a legit top 50 guy, and you could even extend it further if you wanted to say like the Knicks don't have a top seventy-five guy right now. But it, but again, this this conversation feels disingenuous because Julius Randle has not played like a top fifty or a top seventy-five player. So what are you really losing here? And that's where we go around and around and around, which is what gets me back to my my initial point, which is that the Knicks need to change how they play, and they need to play in a way that it, the whole becomes greater than the sum of the parts, um, and that is not. That has not happened yet this year. We will see if that is what happens now. Will this be a game? Will this be a couple of games? Um, I don't know. If nothing else, I think it is a good time for Julius to kind of, you know, take a step back and see how the team plays without him. And look, we may be having a very different conversation in, in, in four or five or six days. Um, I'm curious what it'll look like. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Couple of the super chats here, uh, back for more. I can't help but see this as a lose lose. If we play better, the narrative about surrounding Randall is going to be horrible. If we play worse, then the narrative of the whole team will be horrible. The only way this is a win is if they play well, and then Julius Randall comes back and adjusts his style of play, or if they play well and it further emboldens the front office to potentially look at some things, if not before February 10th, then over the summer. Like, what is what does Obi Toppin look like if he actually plays 25, 30 minutes a night? Um, but I agree with you, Harry. There is absolutely a lose-lose potential here. And it's a very smart comment. Even though, again, sitting here right now, I just, the fan in me, the emotional part of me, the part of me that's watched a lot of shitty basketball this year, I just want to see what it looks like. And I'm curious and I am excited, even if the long term of this is probably not going to be good. We got another super chat here from Kevin Danishevsky. What's going on, Kev? I hope Randall's family's okay, most important. I'm nervous that Tibbs starts Taj at the four. Even if they don't have a top 50 player, they may have the most depth. Yeah, I would agree with that. They may have the most depth in the league. I think they got a lot of guys in the conversation for like top 100, top 150. Um, That's for sure. Uh, Thank you, Gad Candelario, um, for your super chat comment. I appreciate that. Matt Smith, it's January 5th. The Knicks beat the Thunder Pacers, COVID cases per Woj. Um, and Raptors handily. What do we do on January 6th versus Boston is Julius is back. You play him. You play him. You have to play him. And you have to hope that the time away, both to get himself right mentally, to get himself right physically, and perhaps to see how do I adjust. But then again, like, is that realistic? Is that realistic? I, I'm the one who brought it up. And I'm asking myself, is that really realistic? To, to, to expect that a player who, again, all of these guys, all of these top guys are only where they are because they have an immense, 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 immense 
amount of self-confidence. Even if Julius Randle's confidence in reality is like in the shitter right now, to be able to build themselves up and to be able to pr- propel themselves to do what they do every night, Julius Randle's telling himself, I'm the guy, I'm the guy, I'm the guy. You think a week off is going to then make him come back and be like, you know what? I'm just going to be a guy who gives 85% of my effort on the defensive end. And I'm going to be a guy who my function on this offense is I'm going to set hard ass screens every time down the court. I'm going to cut like crazy. I'm going to screen and dive, screen and dive, screen and dive, pick and pop, pick and pop, pick and pop. And I'm not going to ask for any ISOs. Do we think realistically that Julius Randle is going to turn into that player regardless of what happens in the next week? It's not, it's not realistic. It's not realistic. So I, again, back to Harry's point, it's, it's a good one. Um, my girl Jessica here with a, with a comment. I was hoping to see the team without him, thinking he was just injured and needed rest. I don't wish COVID on anyone. I hope him and his family are okay and he recovers let, soon. Let's go, Knicks. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to phrase it. I think that's how all of most of us are feeling right now. It's certainly how I'm feeling right now. Um, certainly didn't, don't wish this on anyone, which is why like, I'm not happy. We shouldn't be happy. It's okay to be curious. And I am curious. And I'm, there was a part of me that is excited. Can you be excited without being happy? Can you be excited to see something without being happy about it? I, I don't know. But again, I'm just trying to keep it real. Um, Anthony Strano, any chance Todd starts at the four? Really hope this is Obi's moment. So yeah, I left Ke- uh, Kevin's comment um, um, to go handle the other stuff. So let's get to the rotation. Would it completely shock me if Tibbs started Taj Gibson at the four? No, it wouldn't. It would not shock me. However, with Nerlens Noel still out and with Jericho Sims still out, I think the I think the smart money, and honestly, like, again, I think there is a subset of Nick fans who think that Obi, like Obi's in like the doghouse or that Tibbs doesn't like Obi. I've I've maintained the whole time and I stand by it that this has always been about trying to get Julius right and trying to pay respect to Julius and trying to respect Julius, the player and the leader. You know, I had someone reach out to me from the organization earlier today and they basically were like, if you don't think that this Julius, and this was before the COVID news, if you don't think this is driving, that this is absolutely tearing apart Tom Thibodeau inside, what Julius Randle's doing, you're nuts. It's absolutely tearing him apart. And if you don't think the performance of what we've seen from Julius Randle this year has had people within the organization sour on him, I'm not saying the coach has, but if you don't think it's had people in the organization sour on him big time, then you're nuts. Like, everyone's on the same page here, and nobody hates Obi Toppin. I think everybody appreciates what Obi Toppin brings to the table and is curious what Obi Toppin can do. And I do think Obi's going to get the start. As for who else gets the start and who he plays the predominant Minutes with that, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure I love the fit with Obi just in place of Julius, where it's like Obi, Mitch, Kemba, Fournier, and RJ. We'll see what happens with 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 Fournier. I tell you, yeah, which is why the notion of Taj starting isn't completely crazy to me because, like, if he starts and then you give him a quick hook for Toppin. And you make it so that Obi, Burks, and Quickly all play 30 minutes just off the bench. To me, I'm more interested in seeing those guys play together. 
with a little bit of Kemba. I'm curious to see what Kemba looks like if you give him ample minutes with Obi Toppin and Mitchell Robinson and a couple shooters. I'm curious about that. Um, a lot of people are saying they're curious to see how RJ looks, touching the ball a lot more. I'm sure RJ wants that. Um, I'm more excited to see Obi and Quickly together with a real runway. And yes, with Kemba Walker. What happens when Kemba gets trapped, but you have those traps? Like, traps happened last night of Quickly. Quickly got it out quick, and he got it out to Taj, who passed the ball to the corner, who passed the ball. Like, the ball just pings around with those subs in there. Um, That said, that was an atrocious defense last night. Absolute atrocity of a defense last night that they played. You know, uh, Oklahoma City, even with the guys they have out, they will play a better brand of defense. Um, You know, Atlanta's a bad defense. Uh, Toronto. Toronto's been up and down defensively this year, mostly down. But, like, let's see what they do against Toronto. Um, I'm just curious to see it. I'm just curious to see it. I think... There's a chance that if Obi st- starts, Knox gets in the rotation as the backup four. Um, I'd love to see a little time with RJ as the backup four. I love the notion of RJ at the four, surrounded by shooters and a lob a lob threat. Or hell, how about we go crazy and how about we have a little Obi at the five, RJ at the four, and and uh, you know, give me quickly Burks and uh, you know Grimes or, or Deuce, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm here for all of it. I think it's, look, it could end badly as Harry said earlier. Um, well, we're all probably, I mean, think about the Kemba benching, right? How happy were we when Kemba was benched? Had that work out? Um, I have a funny feeling that it, this, this may turn out to be again, as some maybe are predicting, not the best thing to happen to them. And at the same time, like, I can't wait to watch this game tomorrow night. I cannot wait to watch this game tomorrow night and see how they look against an Oklahoma City team missing a bunch of people and that may be without SGA. Just putting that out there. Uh, I'm still curious. So we'll see what happens. Um, thanks, everybody, for coming and tuning in. And uh, I will, we will, we will, of course, have a, a live stream uh, on New Year's Eve after that game, and we'll we'll have some stuff to talk about. No question about that. Uh, until then, uh, everybody have a good rest of your day, and we will talk to you soon. Peace out.